Section 12 of the Epidemics of the Middle Ages by Eustace Hecke, translated by Benjamin Guy Babington. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Black Death, Appendix 2, Examination of the Jews Accused of Poisoning the Wells. Answer from the Castellan of Chillon to the city of Strasbourg together with a copy of the Inquisition and Confession of several Jews confined in the castle of Chillon, on suspicion of poisoning. Anno 1348. To the Honorable, the Mayor, Senate, and citizens of the city of Strasbourg, the Castellan of Chillon, deputy of the Bailiff of Chablais, sendeth greetings with all due submission and respect. Understanding that you desire to be made acquainted with the confession of the Jews and the proofs brought forward against them, I certify by these presents to you and each of you that desires to be informed that they of Bern have had a copy of the Inquisition and confession of the Jews who lately resided in the places specified, and who were accused of putting poison into the wells and several other places as also the most conclusive evidence of the truth of the charge preferred against them. Many Jews were put to the question, others being excused from it because they confessed, and were brought to trial and burnt. Several Christians also, who had poison given them by the Jews for the purpose of destroying the Christians, were put on the wheel and tortured. This burning of the Jews and torturing of the sad Christians took place in many parts of the county of Savoy. Fare you well. The confession made on the 15th day of September, in the year of our Lord 1348, in the castle of Chillon, by the Jews arrested in Neustadt, on the charge of poisoning the wells, springs, and other places, also food, etc., with the design of destroying and extirpating all Christians. 1. Balavinius, a Jewish physician, inhabitant of Tonneau, was arrested at Chillon in consequence of being found in the neighborhood. He was put for a short time to the rack, and on being taken down, confessed, after much hesitation, that about ten weeks before, the Rabbi Jacob of Toledo, who, because of a citation, had resided at Chambéry since Easter, sent him by a Jewish boy some poison in the mummy of an egg. It was a powder sewed up in a thin leathern pouch accompanied by a letter, commanding him on penalty of excommunication, and by his required obedience to the law, to throw this poison into the larger and more frequented wells of the town of Tonneau, to poison those who drew water there. He was further enjoined not to communicate the circumstance to any person whatever, under the same penalty. In conformity with this command of the Jewish rabbis and doctors of the law, he, Balavinius, distributed the poison in several places, and acknowledged having, one evening, placed a certain portion under a stone in a spring on the shore at Tonneau. He further confessed that the said boy brought various letters of a similar import addressed to others of his nation, and particularly specified some directed severally to Mossois, Banditon, and Samoledo of Neustadt, to Museo Abramo and Aquetus of Montreans, Jews residing at Turn at Vivet, to Benetonus and his son at St. Moritz, 
to Vivianus Jacobus, Aquetus and Sonetus, Jews at Aquani. Several letters of a like nature were sent to Abram and Muset, Jews at Monchioli, and the boy told him that he had taken many others to different and distant places, but he did not recollect to whom they were addressed. Balavinius further confessed that after having put the poison into the spring at Tonneau, he had positively forbidden his wife and children to drink the water, but had not thought fit to assign a reason. He avowed the truth of this statement, and in the presence of several credible witnesses, swore by his law and the five books of Moses to every item of his deposition. On the day following, Balavinius, voluntarily and without torture, ratified the above confession verbatim before many persons of character, and of his own accord acknowledged that on returning one day from tour near Vivet, he had thrown into a well below Mustres, namely that of La Coneiraide, a quantity of the poison tied up in a rag, given to him for the purpose by Aquerus of Montriance, an inhabitant of the said tour, that he had acquainted Manciono and his son de Losatz, residents of Neustadt, with the circumstance of his having done so, and advertised them not to drink the water. He described the color of the poison as being red and black. On the 19th day of September, the above-named Balavinius confessed without torture that about three weeks after Whitsuntide, a Jew named Mussus told him that he had thrown poison into the well in the custom-house of that place the property of the Barneller family, and that he no longer drank the water of this well, but that of the lake. He further deposed that Moses informed him that he had also laid some of the poison under the stones of the custom-house at Chillon. Search was accordingly made in this well, and the poison found. Some of it was given to a Jew by way of trial, and he died in consequence. He also stated that the rabbis had ordered him and other Jews to refrain from drinking of the water for nine days after the poison was infused into it, and immediately on having poisoned the waters, he communicated the circumstance to the other Jews. He, Balavinius, confessed that about two months previously, being at Evian, he had some conversation on the subject with a Jew called Jacob, and among other things, asked him whether he had also received writings and poison, and was answered in the affirmative. He then questioned him whether he had obeyed the command, and Jacob replied that he had not, but had given the poison to Saverus, a Jew who had thrown it into the well de Morer at Evian. Jacob also desired him, Balavinius, to execute the command imposed on him with due caution. He confessed that Aquedus of Montriance had informed him that he had thrown some of the poison into the well above Tour, the water of which he sometimes drank. He confessed that Samolet had told him that he had laid the poison which he had received in a well which, however, he refused to name to him. Balavinius, as a physician, further deposed that a person infected by such poison coming into contact with another while in a state of perspiration, infection would be the almost inevitable result, 
as might also happen from the breath of an infected person. This fact he believed to be correct, and was confirmed in his opinion by the attestation of many experienced physicians. He also declared that none of his community could exculpate themselves from this accusation, as the plot was communicated to all, and that all were guilty of the above charges. Balavinius was conveyed over the lake from Chillon to Clarin to point out the well into which he confessed having thrown the powder. On landing he was conducted to the spot, and having seen the well, acknowledged that to be the place, saying, This is the well into which I put the poison. The well was examined in his presence, and the linen cloth in which the poison had been wrapped was found in the waste pipe by a notary public named Heinrich Gerhardt in the presence of many persons and was shown to the said Jew. He acknowledged this to be the linen which had contained the poison, which he described as being of two colors, red and black, but said that he had thrown it into the open well. The linen cloth was taken away and is preserved. Balavinius, in conclusion, attests the truth of all and everything as above related. He believes this poison to contain a portion of the basilisk, because he had heard and felt assured that the above poison could not be prepared without it. 2. Banditono, a Jew of Neustadt, was on the 15th day of September subjected for a short time to the torture. After a long interval he confessed having cast a quantity of poison about the size of a large nut given him by Museus, a Jew at Tours near Vivet, into the well of Carutet, in order to poison those who drank it. The following day Banditono, voluntarily and without torture, attested the truth of the aforesaid deposition, and also confessed that the Rabbi Jacob von Pasche who came from Toledo and had settled at Chambéry, sent him at PX by a Jewish servant some poison about the size of a large nut, together with a letter directing him to throw the powder into the wells on pain of excommunication. He had therefore thrown the poison, which was sewn up in a leathern bag, into the well of Cerclete de Roche. Further also, that he saw many other letters in the hands of the servant addressed to different Jews, that he had also seen the said servant deliver one on the outside of the upper gate to Samuletus the Jew at Neustadt. He stated also that the Jew Masolet had informed him that he had put poison into the well near the bridge at Vivet. 3. The said Manciono, Jew of Neustadt, was put upon the rack on the fifteenth day of the same month, but refused to admit the above charge, protesting his entire ignorance of the whole matter. But the day following, he voluntarily and without any torture, confessed in the presence of many persons that he came from Manciolo one day in last Whitsun week, in company with a Jew named Provençal, and on reaching the well of Chablos Cruès, between Viona and Mura, the latter said, You must put some of the poison which I will give you into that well, or woe betide you. 
He therefore took a portion of the powder about the bigness of a nut, and did as he was directed. He believed that the Jews in the neighborhood of Evian had convened a council among themselves relative to this plot before Whitsuntide. He further said that Balavinius had informed him of having poisoned the well de la Conneraide below Mustrues. He also confirmed his conviction of the culpability of the Jews in this affair, stating that they were fully acquainted with all the particulars and guilty of the alleged crime. On the third day of the October following, Manciono was brought before the commissioners and did not in the least vary from his former deposition, or deny having put the poison into the said wells. The above-named Jews, prior to their execution, solemnly swore by their law to the truth of their several depositions, and declared that all Jews whatsoever, from seven years old and upwards, could not be exempted from the charge of guilt as all of them were acquainted with the plot and more or less participators in the crime. The seven other examinations scarcely differ from the above, except in the names of the accused, and afford but little variety. We will therefore only add a characteristic passage at the conclusion of this document. The whole speaks for itself. There still remain numerous proofs and accusations against the above-mentioned Jews, also against Jews and Christians in different parts of the county of Savoy, who have already received the punishment due to their heinous crime, which, however, I have not at hand, and cannot therefore send you. I must add that all the Jews of Neustadt were burnt according to the just sentence of the law. At August I was present when three Christians were flayed on account of being accessory to the plot of poisoning. Very many Christians were arrested for this crime in various places of this country, especially at Evian, Gebenne, Cruzilien, and Hochstedt, who at last, and in their dying moments, were brought to confess and acknowledge that they had received the poison from the Jews. Of these Christians, some have been quartered, others flayed and afterwards hanged. Certain commissioners have been appointed by the magistrates to enforce judgment against all the Jews, and I believe that none will escape. End of section 12